This is the podcast Sturbio Blacklist podcast for this week's episode, Monarch Douglas Bank, number 112. I'm Brian, he's Dave, and we'll jump right into this one. I have a complete crush on Mr. Kaplan. Yes. Did, <laughs> did we finally... Did we finally... <laughs> do we always know her name? Her first name? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like we didn't know it, so I wrote that down. I it, it that scene was a little kind of predictable that you knew that somebody was still going to be alive but her reaction was priceless just oh oh no <laughs> uh the, they're not supposed to still be alive when I get here <laughs> right <laughs> he's he's got his old bother moment <laughs> it's like, oh, come on people do you have to do everything myself or you know <laughs> right I like this episode. Well, I thought this episode was a lot of uh busy. Yeah, there's so much happening and and I felt like they really sprinted at the end to give us a bunch of little things. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it was busy. There was a lot going on. Uh setting up setting the stage for a lot of questions that need to be answered. So it's good because I think you know the premiere just kind of charges you for the show again. Um but the uh this episode really kind of sets the stage for what this season's story arc is going to be. I I really I was really kind of disappointed about halfway through with um, Berlin, and I'm like they're really pushing into this Berlin thing fast. And you almost felt like they could almost close it out in this episode. Yeah, it felt that way, didn't it? And, and I was like, what are they? This is really this could be really really bad. This could be a you know kind of. And not really jumping the shark, but I mean, you know, that same kind of show killer. But I think they they pulled it off really well because uh, they got to meet, and they, yep. they got to meet not once but twice. Yep. And walked away from each other. And I'm like, that was actually pretty. It was very well done. I felt. Yeah, you got the sense that uh, the respect for the work they do. You know that this. You know, everybody plays their part, and you know sometimes you got to let a guy you don't like go because it's yep. business. Uh yeah, and, and obviously he's not done, but I think one of the interesting notes that he made, and I felt like he just kind of said it quickly as if, just in case you're not listening, um, was uh, that you know he's working for somebody too. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if we always felt that way. I mean, obviously everybody works for somebody, but there's, this is, you know, even though he's in the revenge business, this is also part of a job. Right, like this was to get to red. There, oh, it was the same for the this. the dude that uh, that came after him when they did the assault on the. Which one? Pull up speed. There we go. Can you hear? Did you hear any of that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. For the assault on the post office. You know, you felt um, that the guy there was personal, and then you realize afterwards that he was just working for somebody, but he was going to have his little bit of fun with Raymond as he was as he was going along. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you thought that this was, yeah, um, what was that, Enslow Garrick, was that the one? Yeah, you thought uh, he was going to be the, uh, you know, one of the big baddies, but he was just, just another pawn. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot going on. Like you said, there was just tons of stuff peppered throughout. My notes have no sense of order. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you got? With, with some of the notes. So, they mentioned the, the daughter. Yes, that we had mentioned several times, uh, put into protective custody in 1990, and then went off the grid about seven years ago. Right. I have theory. 
Okay. And this this may swap out my theory. It may go again. This is a theory. It may not be a good theory. Uh, Jolene Parker, was that her name? Yes. Jolene Parker was the fake daughter put into protective custody. Figures it out. Goes off the grid seven years ago. Gets all pissed off and tries to go after Red for revenge. In which case, right. Lizzie actually be because and, and I I hate to say that and I almost want to say they threw that on there to like throw you off a little bit. Yep. But there was a comment made at the end along the lines of oh, where did I put it there? Uh, no, you're not sorry, not yet. Almost like. As soon as you realize that it was your mother you just sacrificed, then you're sorry. I, I felt like they were trying to, you know, give that hint. As, are they? The thing is, is are they trying to spoof guys like you and I that are reading the double cross and everything, and the double double cross? Um, because there was a couple of double double crosses. This whole thing was back and forth on double crosses. It was if you yes. actually look at one of them, the bank robbery itself. It was herself getting herself out. Yep. Red double crossed the FBI and basically re-kidnapped her again. The FBI guy was double crossing the FBI. Yeah. But I knew that. I was a that oh. was a set. I read that one as soon as you walked in. I'm like, "He's dirty." That was easy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh even Lizzie kind of double crosses it a little bit at the end with the money. I mean, and that we learned that she it was impossible for her to know the the um the formula lady whose money was whose. But Lizzie has an asset that uh, revealed that. Yeah, and any I don't know any ideas. Have they did they show that and I completely miss it? I uh, mean, I saw nothing. So who is smart enough to to know that? I don't know. Unless Aram is the only one who would be able to piece all that together. He's the only one whose mind works that way. Or Samar, the uh, our new lady. Well, unless, is that a triple cross? Our Mossad lady. <laughs> Is that quadruple cross at this point? Because she's saw that his going to work for the FBI that we realize is working for Red that maybe now is actually working for Lizzie? I don't know. And she was working for Red. Yeah, there's too many people working for everybody. <laughs> but it's See, great. It, and, and that's what I mean about this episode is it sets up so many questions. Uh, we have no idea which... You know, or we have a lot of ideas of where this could go. But... Um, and now what's going to happen is we're going to get two or three one-off episodes in a row. That's fine. We can go with the episodic. I think they actually pulled it off. Oh, they did well with it last year, but that's what's going to happen now is now that they've given us all this information to sit there and think about, they're going to kind of take a step back from it, give us a couple you know, quick hitters with a little bit of story arc. But now we know that at least there is huge story arc because that was the one thing we were always concerned about, that would they tidy things up too much? And then, what do you do this season? You know, what do you do next season? No, there's still so much we don't know. And uh, all right, <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot. It's a big naughty yakuza, all this all over the place mm-hmm. that we'll lean into it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so it, I, I guess that uh, let's touch on the Mossad lady. I mean, she helped them out a couple times. It looks like she's uh, going to be a member of the team now, just like we kind of expected last week. I don't think it was any shock. Um, yeah, we we figured that, but now it's who is she really working for? How and why was she in Warsaw? Well, she followed them there because when they were getting ready to go to the airport to go to Warsaw, she was taking their picture. Yeah, uh, but so I was doing that. I mean, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously she's got a connection with Red, and uh, he's, you know, she, he wanted to, if you remember, always pick the people to be on this little task force, and you know he's going to get his inside man again. And uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything past him. I mean, his character's so in, in the know of everything and can accomplish anything at a moment's notice. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with that. Let's see. So I was really they they lightly touched on it in the show, and then really just kind of dropped it about she she's in there and she's battling bad cop in Warsaw, right behind the glass window. The wrestler can't hear. Her. That's fine. I I get that. It's yep. supposed to be soundproof. Yep. I mean, shot goes through the window, and he's just stunned. And he's just he's just sitting looks stupid, and she calls him on it, right? Yes. I mean calls him on it and then she just kind of drops it like oh you did really well in the car good for you that, that makes up for it and i'm like no 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 dude was stunned and i mean he was he was he was an ex-parrot at that point you know what i mean yeah no i saw and i remember that scene because it seemed awkward that he wasn't doing anything yeah he just sat there and the girl started moving before he did right and it's right. drugs i mean we we know what it is right? right he made the comment the earlier you know missed my train you know um yeah and, and obviously i mean we touched on this last week they're obviously going to have this uh uh little mini story arc with him and his drug addiction and they kind of you know took a big step forward this week with it yeah but they did but i think they they missed a step with her not really kind of confronting him on that because that was a big deal that he just sat there. But I don't think she really knows yet. And I think she's starting to see some things, but at the same time she knows she doesn't know what it is, which is why she shouldn't opt it. No, I know. But I mean, but she also knows the, what comes with the job and, you know, maybe she'll just give him a pass on this one. Uh, but agreed that, uh, she's going to start recognizing things. She'll start putting two and two together as, as the series goes on. Uh, this season and you know with this part and or this moment uh, today and future ones but yeah he's obviously I mean I just hope they don't push it too much and just have him go into this complete you know requiring you know a rehab type guy where they have these this moment where they're crying holding each other um, I don't think it needs to be too over the top I think what it needs to do is really affect a big decision and like you said, uh, maybe they kind of did it here, but it really needs something. Something needs to happen. Like have it go that route, as opposed to be this emotional connection. Have it actually be like it gets somebody killed type thing. Well, what will happen is she'll confront him. He'll say he's on it, and he'll actually honestly try. I mean, this is this is the formula, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's going to mm -hmm. actually make an attempt to do it, but he's going to get you know go through withdrawals and withdrawals mm -hmm. at and a poor time, and he's going to be you know shaky fists, things like that, not going to be able to perform his job because his withdrawals are going to be so bad. That That's going, mark my words, that will happen in this season with his withdrawal symptoms, that they will they will come into play at a bad point in time, bad point in time yeah. and affect the decision. So you're right, it'll do it, but it'll do it because he quit, and he will use that to get back on it. Sure. And it's very similar to, and I know you weren't, I don't know if you watched all of Lost, but... Um, uh, Charlie and Lost had that thing with the heroin, and that was that character's thing. And he got off of it and was back on it, and it was a um, up and down roller coaster with him. And th that's the what you just described is what's 
yes, yeah. absolutely was likely going to happen. Let's see. Now, um, Berlin made mention uh, to Red. I mean, that was a great scene with the two of them talking. It was fantastic. And I love the stories Red always has. I mean, I know you always say that the things are in an episode for a reason, but sometimes the reason is just to be that Red has a story for everything. You know, he could always relate to some incident in his or, life as exposition, but, you know. I, like, Willis Swansbury doesn't exist. He made her up on the spot because it was a story to do it. I don't think half of these people he talks about ever exist. Right, but that, and I think that's the point, is that he, he always has one of these most tense moments where these scenes where it should just get down to business. Rather than that, he tells a story, and it kind of sets up, you know, kind of gives him the edge in, in the conversation. But in that, com- in that uh, dialogue back and forth, uh, Berlin knows the connection uh with elizabeth Keene. yeah and he that's it, when he figured it out but what is it other than mm-hmm. the daughter connection which they're trying to steer us away from and every time they try and steer us away you and i almost we're, we're gonna do the opposite of what the show is trying to make us think <laughs> exactly i mean when i think yeah I, i've been so no it can't be it can't be and then they kind of just shove it down our face that it's obviously it even and that just makes it more that no 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 way but then you're right then they have these little moments that just kind of it makes sense i think i think the thing with her going off the grid seven years ago again yes fake daughter type thing maybe it's something like that that's got to be the only explanation if it is still lizzie no idea Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i don't want to dwell on this one um let's just let more play out um, but yeah, they're, 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 no, yeah, I don't know. So, but, um, yeah, we have, uh, a, a, f- a few options that, you know, we could certainly approach with who the daughter is and I'm sure we'll get a good approach to that this year. Any, uh, little numbers you had in the episode? Uh, 12 years that he searched for him, uh, nine, two, four, three, eight, six. Mm-hmm. Was the account number? Yep. Twenty nine. Oh, that's the date. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and was it December twenty first of two thousand ten? Yes. Why did he pick that date? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was that's my mom's birthday. Yeah. I don't know if that day was just random, just to you know do background of uh, this uh, Kaiser's uh, abilities, or that date means something to wrestler. Again, she's uh, she's another one I think is gonna. We may not see her this season. She's gonna turn into an ass somewhere. She's smart enough, can figure it out, and she's basically gonna go to work for Red in a more protected state. Yeah, why would we waste such a cool character uh, never seeing her again? Absolutely. I think that would be cool if they can uh, bring her back in somehow. Yeah. She'll be she'll be fun. Um, to do, to do. What else do I got? Mm. Even with that crappy carnival gun, Red's a really good shot. <laughs> I know. That was such a cool scene. <laughs> oh. Uh... Yeah, I know there was so much in this episode, and my notes are just all chaotic. But uh, the FBI was using that bank as well. 
to funnel money through it. Yeah, I picked up on that too. Uh, and the, I wrote down in here funding covert ops. And even though they yeah. want Salerno, even though Salerno obviously was, I don't know, was he a bad guy or was he a checked in the answer? Well, he said in there it went when they were you know cornering him along the lines of this is national security that you don't understand or something like that. Right. Uh, he did say something, and I I had kind of started putting it together, and then I was like, he's not dirty. Probably isn't the right word, but he's not on their side. Um, so, right. What was he FBI as well? Yeah, he was. So, it's an implanted agent, and yeah. And again, I'm so bad with um, the duties of various departments in our government. Would FBI care about this sort of thing? I thought FBI was domestic. So basically how it works is um, FBI is, they are the police force. They are effectively cops, and they are cops all over the world. They have the power and jurisdiction to go into countries and arrest them in certain things. CIA are spies. Right. We are one of basically three countries in the world that openly says, we have a spy agency, Mm -hmm. Uh, CIA, Mossad, and MI6. Uh, And, you know, because even the the Russians are like, oh, KGB is not really a spy agency. It is only counter-spy agency, you know, counterintelligence. Right. (laughs) But, uh, no, 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 we're going to go into your country. We're going to spy on you. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're Americans. It's the same way we mug people. You know, we do it to your face. Mm -hmm. As opposed to other other countries, you know, they don't tell you they're going to mug you and they just come and steal your wallet. Um, So it's okay that FBI is doing this because I just, you see in some of these shows where uh, just this military organization or this police organization Oh, you know, is com- you know completely obviously outside their jurisdiction and what they're doing. This was legit. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it's it's perfectly reasonable that the FBI would be in another country dealing with this type of thing if it has to do with their own investigation. There you go. Okay. It's yeah. Does it? Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't bother me at all that, that they can be there. Now he did say you do not have the ability to arrest people. You do right. not have that jurisdiction. You're not allowed to carry a gun, but you can hear and conduct an investigation, and you will have the power of the the power of the local police behind you. Um, so they can't do everything. What did uh, you think of that scene with their smart ass remarks back to him saying, "Well, oh yeah, well we're going to do whatever we want anyway." Um, attitude. Yeah, it I seems don't know. like a lot of attitude going back and forth. You'd figure they'd all just try to work together, but you know, I understand it was his turf and he was trying to protect it. And we come to learn that he had reasons. Uh, yeah, but uh, I would have thought Lizzie would have been a little more smooth talky than uh, giving attitude back. Let's see. I think I mean they'd just gotten off a flight, uh, you know, and flight they were not prepared for. That's. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least eight hours to Warsaw, probably, yeah, probably about eight hours. Uh, starting DC, they're going to be, uh, you can go straight from DC into probably into Frankfurt, uh, and then another two hours from there. So yeah, you're, you're eight or nine hours, yeah. not including layover. She's tired. Okay. Um, I'll give her a break. Uh, let's see. That's about it. I mean, Miss Reddington's out, so we'll get to, uh, see if the yeah, relationship not- will reconcile now. We're not done with her. No, nope, but uh, got out with I would look like a chicken bone. So uh, way to go there. And that's about it I have on my notes. You got anything else? Uh, greatest line of the show, big boom. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, so, so did they steal the car from the guys who happened to be the ones making the bomb for Red? I I couldn't quite put all that together. Because uh, that was the guy who was calling the police saying, these these Americans stole my car, and this other guy yeah. is next to him in another car, obviously setting up the bomb, and then we go back, and they're the ones. The one that they stole the car from is the one that is Red's using to create the distraction. Yeah, I mean, I felt it was really kind of planted to begin with, uh, to some extent. Like, they, uh, I knew something was going to come back with him because he was entirely too calm. Like, they handed him a wad of cash to say, tell him we stole your car, but we're actually going to take that car. Right. Um, you know, that was kind of what I was expecting along those lines. And, and then, whatever, how Reddington got in there. Other than Reddington knows everybody everywhere, you know. Oh, he does. That's, that's what I've come to the conclusion, that he uh, is capable of doing whatever anywhere. I mean, he knows a lady who makes donuts who sells guns to the underground. Uh, she was awesome. <laughs> I like that. He knew it was a jelly donut. Oh, it's jam. Rum, yeah. A rum-soaked rose. <laughs> and that gets him to Warsaw. So, yeah. And that's, I, I think, those great little moments that add character to the show that you don't typically have in some of these uh, pure crime shows where they don't... Re- really try to develop that this show develops it almost naturally whereas other shows it feels forced like we have to take a side scene just to have these neat character build episodes you're expecting it in these that you you have that in almost every show uh but this one this one does it kind of almost weaves it in the character building weaves it within the story and i think that's that's neat. i, I this season already feels better than last year it just feels well, you're, it's in your face in the first two episodes. You are getting, you are getting punched in the face with what's going on because you already know the characters and you're just getting, you know, bam, 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 bam. Oh, because last year I think we complained for half the season yeah. that there wasn't any real attention to story arc and we're just like, what's this show all about? What is this show trying to do? Enough of introducing these characters to us. Let's get to it. Yeah, now... Joey on stride. It's yeah, it's. it's I'll gonna tell you, and I don't, I don't mean to to tangent off onto another show, but because of this, uh, what is it, state of affairs? Have you did you see the commercial for that? Yeah, from the creators. Yep, from from the from the creators of uh, Blacklist. I'm I'm vague. Just to, I I kind of like Catherine Heigl anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I the few serious roles I've seen her in, I I kind of dig her. So I'm, maybe I'll TiVo that one, right? You know, and yeah, a lot of shows uh, on. Yeah. But that, I noticed that I, one as well. And, you know, we, we, we've liked how this one is rolled through and, you know, that one might be interesting as long as they be, don't do some sort of crossover that requires us to have to be fully, uh, aware of hope, that show. I actually hope they do, uh, that they, that they do it as a pilot spinoff type thing. I think that would be more fun. And then every once in a while they, they, they actually then cross back over. I think it honestly would be brilliant programming. Uh, it's it's happened, you know, throughout television history where they'll they'll try to spin shows into each other. Do it. Um, what was it? Simon and Simon and um, uh, Magnum PI tried to do it. You Murder know, I mean, she, Murder She Wrote and Magnum did it. Uh, a lot of the CBS in the eighties did it. They just did like once, uh, once in a blue moon type thing off, yeah. crossover. But it's like NCIS and JAG are the exact same. I mean, they one's completely piloted from the other. Correct, uh, and then all the subsequent NCISs have uh, spun off from that as well. So it, it wouldn't be bad if, if they did that. Uh, like I said, the only thing that draws me away from it is, uh, or the interest in that is if I have to keep up with another show in order to understand the crossover episode. But what if it's got Alan Alda in it? 
Well, see, that's true. I'll definitely watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. It too, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. If, if it were a related show in the same world and story arc, and they're slightly similar, so you can quickly see how they would be uh, same because she she's you know uh, we're not trying to advert this other show, but I mean it's you know it kind of came up. Uh, and she's the one that decides what the president sees. Well, how much of this stuff that Reddington's doing, you know, and kind of she's CIA, I believe, and this is FBI, but you can still see a lot of easy easy bleed over. Oh, you get that crossover all the time in these various shows. I mean, the NCIS has been doing that for years, crossover with FBI and CIA and all that. So you'll you'll get crossover um, departments, obviously. And, and, hey, if it's a crossover episode and it works, you know, I, I have no problem with it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Like I said, I don't know much about it other than the couple ads I've seen. It looks interesting. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much I have for this one. Is there anything else, any last-minute notes you have to put in? Uh, no. Uh, do, 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 reading. We're not, nope. Okay, well, we're not going to dwell on various relationships that mean nothing to people and various characters that are obviously out of the picture. We're just going to so, move on. <laughs> thing. So, Berlin called Mrs. Reddington Suka. Any idea? Is that a... I, is it like a pet name? Is it like little girl? I don't know what's, what it translates to. <laughs> that's your that's your homework. Because tell us what what he meant by suka. Okay, yeah. Is that just a uh, yeah? I don't know that word. Uh, so. See, I, I've learned. I watch almost all TV with uh, closed captions on, or in my case, I have direct TV, so I get the direct TV captioning. Mm -hmm. um, so I can actually see these things a little bit easier. My house is loud, and yeah, my okay. TV really bad sound anymore uh great tv with terrible sound so i have to have to do it just to make sure i'm hearing everything right right uh, sorry okay done okay very good well let us know what you think about uh this week's episode and uh ideas uh theories Lot, lots going on in two weeks so uh, we'd love to hear your theories and we'll read them on the show uh you can uh, send those emails to us at blacklist at podcastturbia.com you can also check us out on facebook or twitter uh with sure. uh podcast derby we've got gotten some comments lately on Facebook. We appreciate that, so keep them coming. Um, iTunes reviews, we like those as well. So that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another episode. Uh, saw the preview for it. Looks like they're teasing a, uh, a big reveal, so uh, should be good. So uh, I'm Brian, he's Dave, and we'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>